Magical Mara Designs is proud to sponsor this episode of the Dub D Dub Review Podcast. If you're looking for custom, comfortable Mickey and Minnie ears, check out our designs or send us a message at MagicalMaraDesigns.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dub D Dub Review. I am Stacey Nyman, and I'm joined by Chris Malik. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little better than you, I think, today. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this on President's Day, <laughs> and I work at a museum, and I'm in charge of the Children's Museum portion, and President's Day on a day off of school is just a madhouse. So I went on a little bit of a rant at the beginning when we before we recorded on Chris and just, just talked a very about how much busy I day. love how much I love children just and how much I just love day. having them all just come to my museum <laughs> on a snowy cold day in February. So um, yeah, I have a little bit of a headache today, but that's okay. I I'm recording now and this is my Zen time and. We're going to be relaxing, everybody. Meditating. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> this is like a victory for me. No one's ever said, hmm, I have a headache. Let's go and talk to Chris for an hour. <laughs> ever. That's never been said in this world. I loaded up on some Advil and a chocolate chip cookie before we got started. So hopefully that will that will do a little bit of something. All right. All right. Well, I, I'm doing. I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, good. I... I been cleaning my basement all day long and I had a couple really good conversations today with people. So yeah, it's a great day. Uh, it, it really nice. is a good day. Um, I wanted to send a special shout out to Jeff and Carly because they posted the other day they were wearing their dubs gear and their lizard gear as they traveled four hours to go to Portillo's. Did you see that post? Yes. Okay. That was amazing. <laughs> All right. So so here's the question I want to ask, and then and then here's really the shout out. So how far would you travel for like your favorite restaurant place store of all time? What would be the maximum distance you would you would you would go, Stacey? Well, in my mind that's Walt Disney World. Okay. So skipping Walt Disney I know. World. <laughs> I don't back. know if I would go I don't know if I would travel hours if I didn't have any other reason besides just getting something. Okay. You know what I mean? The Positanos are hardcore. In, they are. <laughs> I was like that's I I guess I missed that part that that's the sole reason that they traveled there. Well that's so here's amazing. the deal, Stacey. So today I had a gift card. And a, and a Christmas bonus, you know, you can buy those. Hey, buy the $25, get a yeah. And which I got the last time that the lizards were running where Jeff and Carly came in and I bought the winter gift card. So as a homage to Jeff and Carly today, we went to Portillo's for lunch. So nice. it's a rarity for my family to actually eat Portillo's. So I'm going to tell you in all honesty, and they're going to cry here. It's okay. So- Okay, it's it's good. Um, maybe it was the crowd. It was extremely crowded. When is yeah. it? When is it not crowded? It's always crowded right? at Portillo's. Did you go to the 
one by Lutheran General yes, Hospital. Yes, yes. Yes. The uh-huh. theming is like a Disney park inside there. I it, love that one. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like the crowds and, and I'm I'm pretty much like a anti crowd dude, you know? So mm-hmm. but that's okay. Anyways, um Jeff and Carly, four hours. You guys are unbelievable and awesome. So you could have just come a couple more hours and been in Chicago, and right. you, you know, let's you should plan that next time. Plan that a little bit better. Give us some heads up. Stay at the Malakos. We'll put a cot out for you. You guys will be good to go. You're there. Welcome. You go. You get one cot for the three of you. <laughs> just rotate every few hours. <laughs> anyways, anyways, what are we going to do today? Well, we put a post, or I shouldn't take the credit for it. Chris put an amazing post out the other day on our (laughs) EdCot group. So if you're not part of our EdCot group, I encourage everybody to come join. It's E-D-C-O-T. Some people are always like, what's that EPCOT group you talk about? No, it's it's EdCot, E-D-C-O-T. Come join us. So he put a post out there. Um, I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, you need to make a choice, but choose wisely. Which one animatronic character from the Florida Disney Parks should be crowned as the top dog? Then he has an asterisk, everybody. It can only be a single figure. No complete Hall of Presidents or the entire boat scene on Splash Mountain. Second asterisk. It must be active this year. Well, who or what is is it going to be? So he kind of just put that out as a fun, you know, conversation going post. But it really turned into a great show topic. So today we're kind of just going to go through the list that people have chosen and just have little discussions about them. Um, You can all go and read the different side conversations that happened within the post, but we're going to take the the main characters and um, we're going to give our hardcore opinions on your choices. (laughs) So so remember, I said one character, right? So here, just so you know, Casey, listen close here. Oh man! <laughs> Does that violate the one character rule that I have to turn pages to have so many characters? It doesn't violate it. I don't think. I think you probably <laughs> dissected all of the different things and said, "And this one, and this one, and this one, and this one." <laughs> Pretty much. So there were some really good comments here. So, in, in full disclosure, we were just having fun. But you're right. After all the comments, this became a show. So. Um, this is for largely for the EdCot community that, that that participated. We didn't even have a chance to share this because, well, frankly, it wasn't going to be a show until right now. But getting started, uh, we had a lot of people off the bat vote for the Navi Shaman. And yes. Jesus and Rick, Tamara, Amy, Pat, uh, they all agreed that the Navi Shaman, and you know, I'm in a position of weakness. I still raise my hand and say I've not seen Pandora. That's going to get resolved in about three weeks. But I've not seen Pandora. So what do you think? Oh, she's amazing. I just, I love it so much. She's, that's like the best part of that ride is just to be able to sail past her on the boat. And of course, if you know me at all, you know my history, Britta really loves Avatar. And so she loves that ride and she loves the song. And we watch it on YouTube all the time. So, um I just wish the only thing I wish with that is that we'd almost pause there so we could watch it because you just your neck you're craning your neck to kind of follow behind as the boat is is sailing past because she's just amazing she's um 
just so realistic and and the movements are so fluid and the song it's just a really it's a great experience okay two follow-up questions and cindy agrees with everyone on that as well too but how long do you think you have to see her as you're traveling past um it's been a little while since i've been on it i would say you you approach her so you're you're coming along so you can see her and the, the you know the song is getting you know picking up sound and volume and stuff I don't know. The, the whole ride is super short. I would say maybe 30 seconds or so okay. from the time that you see her in view and then you finally pass by her. Okay. You can put comments in that cut if I'm, if I'm wrong there, but I think it, it's not a super long time. Okay. So that, but that's appropriate enough for you to get the feel for it. And like the Yeti, you know, where the idea was even when he was working or when he was not, yes. It, yes. it's, it's a momentary fleeting glance. Bam. You've got to see it. So I guess the question comes here is, is, an audio animatronic, I, I could literally go and read you the history of why the animatronics were created or how Walt started with the bird that they found. Um, but like the idea of an animatronic is obviously to portray a character and to move the story along. So it could be, you know, you know, I guess inherently an animatronic is either pneumatic, um, you know, I don't want to get all that, or, or, or hydraulics, and now they make all electric ones, so it's a little smoother movement, but it's just a representation of the character in the story. So mm-hmm. some of these attractions that we're going to mention here, you instantly think about audio animatronics as soon as you think of the attraction. Like if I were mm-hmm. to go and say to you, later on, Tony mentions Jose. If I were mm-hmm. to say that the Tiki Room, I mean, it is 99.9% audio animatronics in. Uh-huh. I mean, that, absolutely. And then there are some attractions I could think of that really don't involve them at all, you know? Yeah. And, and people are going to raise their hand and say, wait a minute. Like, think of the Haunted Mansion. Think of the Haunted Mansion. Name me three or four audio animatronics that really stand out. And, and it's kind of a trick question. Because uh-huh. it's all like lighting displays and right. and and various movements of the clock and Madame Leota. You know the most amazing the most amazing one in that whole thing are those little skeleton heads that pop up and scare the crud out of you as you're sitting there um, going by them. Right. Okay. Now that technology is just it's cutting edge. <laughs> cutting edge. But you know, so so it's it's important. And, and the goal today was one. So remember, just one. So uh, Bill Mitchell says the dad on the Carousel of Progress. I mean, he's voiced by Gene Shepard, which he wasn't always voiced by Gene Shepard. But yeah, Gene Shepard from which movie, Stacy would be he most? I fam- don't. I have no idea. Really? The- I have to Google. Well, well, Google. Google, because it's famous. <laughs> you probably love the movie. I'm going to hope you love the movie from A Christmas Story. Oh yeah! Right, he's the he's the, yes. the, the There you go. So Gene, I Shepard. just was not familiar with the name. I put you. For, on the well, sp- I've heard the name. Yeah, no, th- thanks for making me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so he plays dad as the carousel of progress. Um, who who do you have? Who's up next? Um, so we have Jeremy Murray wrote. Well, if it wasn't broken, I think everybody <laughs> just by saying that word, you can guess that we're talking about the Yeti here from Expedition Everest. So that I mean, I think that they do a pretty good job with it. I know that it's not he's not really moving and stuff, but with the strobes and stuff, I think that they do a nice job with um, at least trying to make it seem a little bit uh, 
scary and menacing. I did some research today, and so I had two conflicting years. So excuse me if I'm going to give one of them is wrong. Either uh, 2006 or 2008, that was the last year that the Yeti had his arm movement. Can you you believe that? So you're going out like, like... 11 years or 13 years of it. So do you, do you know why? I, I watched the special on Animal Why It No Longer Moves. Do you, do you know why? I There was something with the structure. Yes. Not being strong enough to handle it or something like that. Exactly. It was actually... You, you were trying the, to make me look stupid again. No, no. <laughs> it was the... He's like deteriorating the base. His arm swing movement was so heavy, even though they thought he could take it. It's right. He was... He yeah. Was, he was breaking apart the structure. Now, that's craziness. So, you would think, though, if they could build an entire resort the Riviera and figure out this gondola system that somewhere along the line you could be okay we have to take down the mountain for a month right and we have to go and retrofit and reinforce but anyways we're gonna leave it like that so stacy goff williams says mr potato head Ooh, that's a good one huh and he's he's gone though is isn't he is he well, still in the queue i think he's in the queue you know so my reference is bad you want to know why because i haven't been on the walt disney world version for so long my last two versions were disneyland and they have uh like in disneyland paris like i could clearly picture them so my reference is bad but no the last time i was there he was still there i might be wrong okay so someone correct yeah me. i can't remember because i know that he i, I don't remember i'm pretty sure I, my he's brain there. is I'm like pretty sure. swimming but we went through Fast Pass when we were there in January, um, so we wouldn't have. I don't think we would have seen that section anyway. But um, yeah, he is really, really good, though. Thank he's God. definitely entertainment. Yeah, thank God he's there in the in the standby line, or that would really be crazy. Uh, you'd be you'd be facing what an hour and a half with no yes. entertainment, right? <laughs> okay. All right. The next one is Alyssa Chowdhury. She said Constance the Bride in the Haunted Mansion, which I forgot about her. She's really good yeah. um, with her face and she freaks me out we were one time stuck there for a little while and i couldn't help getting a little bit creeped out by her so yeah that's a good one that is a good one maybe i forgot about constance as well too i was thinking of all the ones in like the uh the graveyard scene and yeah whatnot. but yeah you're exactly right she is really good chad pennycuff said well you said single character and that single character is stormtrooper all hundred plus of them <laughs> in Rise of, the, Rise of the Resistance. So I haven't been on Rise yet, um, but I've seen the picture, so I understand what he's talking about. And yeah, that room is just like breathtaking. And you know, I'm I'm a Star Wars fanish. You know, I, I like the movies, but I'm not you know hardcore. Know all the facts about really anything, as you could tell by the rest of the show. But um, easy, easy. Come on now, easy now. (laughs) It's been a day, but I had I had read no spoilers on it, so now I'm giving a spoiler in case somebody else hasn't read spoilers. Press pause for a minute or whatever, mute us. But just walking into that room and seeing all the stormtroopers was just breathtaking. I was like, how do they do this? Is this real? Are they going to start moving? What is what's going to happen? So it was really really cool. So I'm excited to see it. You know, I have. A small vacation coming up. I don't know if we're going to actually make it to Galaxy's Edge, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it really is cool. It's enough to want to draw me back just for that alone. So, um, and from what I saw today, John's actually down there. John Kroll's down there with his family today. So, yes, I saw that too. I hopefully he's getting on the attraction because I know that he was like boarding group number sixty four, and they were 
pretty far off from it still. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Je- things go smoothly. Jesse Fouts says Hondo Tanaka from Smuggler's Run, and they have one in Disneyland. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes. Hondo? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think he was really great. It, it looked like there was somebody standing up there talking to you. It was a great. Um, that's a really really cool animatronic. Yeah, you have to kind of judge these in context so when you compare that to like obviously john from the carousel progress you know a lot of those are nostalgia factors so you have to kind of pick okay is this the top dog because of this or is it top dog because of memory and emotion to it so okay excellent so tyler lee said grim grinning ghosts um and then he kind of switched it to the little statue guys that are do you know what are those statue guys in the The ones that are in the yeah the graveyard yes Mm -hmm. when they're singing Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah they're like the the cemetery whatever monument things um that are singing at the very end so yeah those are really cool too i always like getting to that part because it gets to kind of the theme song and i like singing along to it well let me let me go and be kind of the nitpicker then is that an animatronic because it's a projection onto so would you consider that an animatronic yeah i guess that's true because i was when i I thought the same thing and then i thought well anna and elsa and the seven dwarfs are also projected but they're also moving Mm -hmm. um parts of their body are moving it's just a projection on their faces or whatever that's true i don't know we can give them an honorable mention honorable mention okay so I'm going to do two right here back to back because they kind of play upon what we've said. So that's Tim, Tim Van Swole and and Jennifer Blumetti. And Tim says the Navi Shaman. And Jennifer says Hondo followed closely by the Navi Shaman. So clearly those two stand out as, as at least the most advanced uh, right. of all the animatronics. Yes. And then Jeff Positano said Ursula. Ursula is really good in the mm-hmm. Voyage. Is it the Voyage of the Little Mermaid? Yep. Um, yeah, she's really good at the end. She always, Britta gets real close to me when we get to that part. Um, she just looks very realistic and forbidding. So that's a good one. She has, uh, she has that, that really cool, you you know, I know obviously it's, it's proprietary, but, but her arm is fleshy compared to all other. And so they can't cover her in clothes. They can't drape her. So it looks like natural arm movements. So that fleshy arm has to bend just right. And I'm always amazed at how good that really looks. So I, I it does. And she's just so big too. Like, it's just like a huge, it's, it's great. I like that one a lot. All right. Joe Ficus says, am I saying that right? Is it Ficus or Ficus? I say Ficus. You can say Ficus. He's, you know, uh, we can, we can ask him. <laughs> I think it's Ficus, though. Joe, send me a correction. I don't want to call you the wrong thing. All right, Joe. I agree, <laughs> I agree that the Navi and uh, the Navi Shaman and Hondo are the most technically advanced and impressive. If I could have one to take home, though, it'd probably be this little guy from the Splash Mountain. He's always been my favorite. Now he's not. He he's got a picture here of a character from Splash Mountain. So Joe, I'm going to say it wrong. He's not one of the headline characters. He's not Brer Bear. He's not Brer Rabbit. Um, he's not one of the headliners. He's just a little like uh, I would say Badger that's playing the harmonica in one of the scenes. But you have an emotional connection, and that's exactly what we're looking for. Like, which one yes. is the top dog? I have a couple on my list that aren't going to be on anybody else's list, but I have an emotional connection to them. So they're always going to be like, I look for that guy during the ride. Yes, I always i I look for on the Splash Mountain those little. Um, I guess they're probably opossums. They're hanging from the ceiling and they're kind of popping 
around and they're, they're just so cute. I look for those guys all the time. Splash Mountain has some really cute little characters that you can look for lots of details. Brer Bear and, and Brer Fox are always getting into trouble in that ride. So when the, when the bear's got his big butt sticking out of the hole, that makes yes, me, those like, are funny. I can't help but crack up every time. And I've seen it how many times in my life? And I'm 44 years old. It just makes me laugh every single time. All right, you're up. All right, Tony Passero, my cat, I'm so sorry, is wanting in and out of the room, so I'm constantly opening and closing doors here. Tony Passero, I know, because he's hungry, and the kids have not done their evening chores and fed them, and they're going to be annoying until I do it. Hang on, hang on. Or at least get on to that. Hang on, Stacey. The dubs, hashtag audio adventure in every show. There you go. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. So Tony Passero said, you all need to stop this madness and pay homage to the creed to the main Tiki Room host, Jose, because without him, Fritz, Michael, and Pierre, and all those white beauties would have... You'd have none of the above. Absolutely. I love Jose. Um, He's just, he's got control of the room. I mean, what else can you say? He has control of the audience. He has control of the tiki gods, of all the birds. He's the main boss there. Okay. Two pieces for you here. Okay. So if you gave a rating from the tiki room of zero, as in you don't got to go and see it at all, to 10, it's a must do. What number do you give the attraction? I am at a seven. So if we are there for any time longer than I would say marathon weekend, uh, so like four or five days, we definitely will be visiting the Tiki Room. So it's definitely a must do on family vacations. Um, If we're there for a shorter period of time, limited time, it's we have to skip it sometimes. Okay. You know, I can't say I disagree with anything you say. You're absolutely right on all of that. However, if you've always past it and you're like uh, i won't enjoy that you have to see like the chaos that ensues in that attraction so if you yes if you've not done it once like i don't know if i could prepare you sufficiently with words of what you're going to actually see but it's it's so much fun it's yeah it's I, I, it's just nostalgia I, and it screams old walt disney world when you see it and i don't get it i mean i'm one of those people who has a really kind of hard time watching the like a movie over and over again there's a few that i can do but um so i'm not one of those people who who's very repeatable and really loving something the tiki room i could watch i could go on every every time we go and visit the tiki room and never get tired of it i just i love the energy of it and you know i guess if people got annoyed with the song maybe but there's a lot going on and there's just always something new to see so yes please visit and here's the second part you can bring food in. So you can. If you got dole your dough whip or if you got like a pretzel or something, you don't got to leave it in the cart outside for those 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 squirrels and whatever animals are going to get your snacks. Bring it in with you. So Absolutely. There. Um, so there's a long conversation that occurs between, you know, Tony Pacero is a fountain and so is Joe. They are just a wealth of information, and I'm so fortunate they're at EdCon because if I have any questions, I just throw it to those boys, and before you know it, I got the answer. Yep. I posed a few people, you know, a few, through a few animatronics out there because I hadn't heard from them so far. So I'm going to hold off my comments because some of those appear later on. And then Tony's got some responses back and they're worth mentioning because he mentioned a gone but not forgotten. And this list could legitimately, this could be a show in itself, the gone but not forgotten. But he's got 
the now really extinct dinosaurs from the University of Energy. So true. I love the whole attraction. I yes. might be the, the last person to actually say they loved it, but I love that attraction. It made me, it was always such a good attraction. The Horizons family, and of course their pet seal, the squid from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Little Red from the original storyline of Kilimanjaro Safaris. And Christy Boulot, I'm sure she's smiling when she hears about Little Red. Uh, yes. <laughs> right? Mickey and Friends, especially the three caballeros from Mickey Mouse Review. And the Timekeeper were some of his favorites. If we really open this up, I mean, I'm sure people could think of just a bunch from retro attractions and attractions that no longer right. exist. But, but all good mentions. <laughs> All right, so Katie Swanson said the dog in Carousel of Progress and Pirates of the Caribbean. And she said, it looks a lot like my husband's dog. His dog passed five years ago. I gave him the Tsum Tsum dog from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, those those dogs are always, and I can also add in there the dog from um, the Haunted Mansion, too. I always look for those dogs. And I really want to find a dog like the one from Carousel of Progress. Is his name Rover? Is that correct? Am I getting that right? No, from the rover carousel? From the yes, yes. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, I want I want a rover. So if anybody knows what kind of dog rover is, I'm pretty sure he's a mutt, but that's the kind of dog I want. <laughs> okay, so let me blow your mind here. So this comes unconfirmed, but it comes from several sources. So it's the same dog in the uh, Carousel Progress, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the dog that sits on the porch in Living oh, with the yeah. Land. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, Living with the Land dog. And... Here's the best part about it. Supposedly, so I'm hoping that we're not rumor spreaders here, but I read this on a few Disney websites. It was modeled after Walt's dog. Oh, yeah. I have read that as well. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the mailbox in that house says 19, or says 82 as a nod to Epcot opening at 82. Oh, so, very cool. So. Oh, I would look for that too. You can see Chris came prepared with facts today, right? Look at these good facts that you got here. (laughs) All right. So Tyler Lee, he is not a rule follower. He didn't. What did he do? He is on my team of not following the rules. Tyler. He, he literally posted, Chris said, do not post (laughs) the entire, um, don't, do not say all the characters on the entire ship of Splash Mountain. And Tyler Lee posted a picture of the entire ship of Splash Mountain. So way to go there. Tyler Lee, that was that's amazing. So he likes all those animatronics. I think he's trying to trying trying to get a reaction from me. Katrina, can you can you do something with this man? Can you can you help out here? I'm just... Oh, and I see that Chris made a little um, open mouth shocked face emoji uh, for it I'm as just well. Saying. Cassandra <laughs> Callahan says one small vote for Lumiere at Enchanted Yes, the Enchanted Tales with Belle. Okay, maybe not top dog, but she loves him anyways. He's uh, he's on my list. I actually think that that is a super amazing animatronic. It looks like you're in the movie. I mean, like if if Lumiere was alive, that is how Lumiere would look. I guess that's the point of animatronics, though. But anyway, it's amazing. It's very it's so cool to see an animated character come to life. Crazy Disney confession: I've never seen it. Oh, it's so fun! You you have to go see it. It's it's fun even if you don't participate um, in the show, but. You probably would get called to be the the knight of armor or something like that. But hey, I'm not afraid of embarrassing of myself. It depends on on who the my daughter's princesses du jour is, you know, at, uh-huh. at any one time. So, oh, it's so fun though. Like it's a great, it's it's a really fun um, experience. So okay. you should try to do it at least once. Okay. 
All right. We have B. Thaxon refusing to participate. She's just putting the gauntlet down. She's not doing it. She said it's too hard. It's okay, B. We're doing it all for you. You can just listen. I'll let you do, do you want to do the next one? Go ahead, do, do, a, do a few more. <laughs> right, so Jim McNair said another vote for Hondo Anaka and Smuggler's Run. Okay. Um, and then Pam Wolfing said the one-handed dad of car- carousel product. Okay, expl- explain here. She does, she does not want the two-handed dad. She only wants the one with one hand. Um, a couple weeks ago, last week, sometime a few days ago, Poor John, his his hand fell off <laughs> in the middle of a show. In the middle, um, in the middle of a show. So I can imagine how that that that's that show's been having some press lately, right? But you know, all press is good press. So well, so so yeah, we don't enjoy seeing the things go wrong, and nor are we going to be critical of it. It just is what it is. And you know what? If you can't laugh at yourself or laugh at those things, Absolutely. Then so be it. Um, so much so that Christy Boulot says the same things. She votes for all the dads in the carousel. Yes. Even the one-handed the one, right? <laughs> all right. He has the best dad jokes. Let me uh, skip this next one. This is for me, okay. but it brings up a big conversation we'll get into later on, so I'm, I'm going to skip that okay. one if you don't mind. We'll hold off on that. Yeah. Yep. And then we got two more. You want to wrap them up? Yes. Are we skipping the next conversation? Okay, so Carolyn, Karen O'Brien, Alekna. I don't know why I'm saying her whole name. Um, she put another, she's another not rule follower. Right. She put an entire photo of the country bears jamboree. What are you doing here, Karen? You have to pick one. Um, but it's a great photo. So it shows kind of all the different um, the characters. I don't know all their names. I should know all their names, but... This is another one where it's not going to blow you away with the with the technology and stuff. It just has some good nostalgia and uh, just fun fun entertainment to look at. And and if you gave it a rating, what would it be? You can be honest, zero to ten. Like what? Like the same thing with the Tiki room? Like do I visit it? Yep. I would say maybe half the trips we go on, we stop in Country Bears. A lot of times it's if we have some time to kill um, or if it's super hot and we want to get inside. But we genuinely enjoy it. And my my father-in-law, John, really, really likes it. So I like going in there to look over at him to watch him laughing at the show. So that's that's my highlight there. It makes complete sense because John and I get along really good. If if I brought Beatrice down the stairs right now and I said, B, does Dad like the Country Bears? Is that one of his favorite attractions? She would absolutely be grinning and laughing. Yes. It's it's (laughs) like, I got to do it. It's a 10 for me. I don't know why i just love the country bears so and yeah, that's a good one the last one is jen bachman so describe who we're looking at right here if you will. we are looking at the lady who is doing some research in the science lab of the carousel of progress when they're in the age of um studying how computers can be put into uh more usage i guess i'm doing like a uh, essay right now where I don't really know what I want to say, so I'm just using a lot of words to describe <laughs> what I'm saying. All right. So, yeah, so she, she's the lady who's researching computers. All right. So I got to know, Jen. So you picked this one character. Is it because she's a woman in the 70s working in computers? Or what draws you to this character? Because it, it's interesting. Of all the characters in 
you know, Spaceship Earth or that you could have picked. This one, I'm just curious because, I mean, it's really cool. I mean, first off, I've got a list here of a whole bunch from Spaceship Earth, but but let me know why you picked that one. That's, that's an interesting animatronic. It has to be for the for, for, for the woman empowerment. It has to be that. But I don't want to assume. And when I think, try to put things in a, <laughs> you know, think things like Jen, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong. So I'm not going to. And she's just gloriously 70s. So I right? think that that also helps. Like her outfit and everything is so. Did I say Carousel of Progress at the beginning when I was describing I covered what you. I, was I, cover, I covered you. Don't okay, worry. We're good. As We're good. I was talking, I'm like, wait, what? Did I just say that? So yeah, spa- I meant spaceship. You've had a long I know day, that yeah. that is not Carousel of Progress. I know that. Okay. Um, let's go to your list. What, what's on your list? And then, um, I could, I could hit you up with my voluminous amount on my list. Yes. So I will get through mine very quickly. Um, there's only a few that weren't mentioned in the, in the dubs or in the Edcott list. So one of mine is, um, the seven dwarfs. So I'm going to specifically think of, I don't know, I'll just say all of them because we've already cheated. So I really loved in the attraction, it's a surprise. Like the first time that I went on to the mine train, I knew that there was a spot in the middle where you kind of slow down to look at things, but I had no clue what it was going to be. So when you see the the dwarfs kind of climbing um, and then you see them moving and you see their their awesome faces, it's it's a really cool feature there. So I love that. Um same with the Frozen, Frozen Ever After. Um, they're very realistic. Like you feel like it's really Elsa and Anna standing there. So both of those kind of go to technology, um, technology wise, why I really like them. I really love Statler and Waldorf in Muppet Vision 3D. Good girl. That is where I look for the in almost the entire time I'm in that show. I just stare at them because they're so funny to watch because they're always doing something even you know when obviously they don't think anybody's looking they're they're like regular people so that's fun to watch them during the show um i put captain jack sparrow from pirates i know that tyler lee we didn't mention it before he also posted a photo of captain jack that has to be one of the most realistic animatronics that i've scene i mean that looks like a real person and popping up out of the barrels and things like that and that's why i don't know if you've seen those rumors and stuff that they've had where jack sparrow really was at disney world and sometimes he dresses up and he goes or johnny depp goes into the attraction and he dresses up as jack sparrow and i think people honestly think it was really him because it just looks so realistic no um, he's he's appeared once or twice at bequest of disney to do that to facilitate that rumor but he's appeared and then done appearances at the resort and whatnot so he has oh, gotcha he, he has appeared at least once or twice probably in relation to when the movie came out of course now they don't want to pay right. him for the next series of exactly Pirates, but that's okay yes mm-hmm and then um, I just kind of gave a little shout out to It's a Small World. Uh, I, I again, love that attraction, even though the song can get a little bit um, on and on and on. But it's just, there's so many audio animatronics in that attraction that are fun to watch out for and to, you know, you see something new each time. And that one is just the massive amount that they have going on all at once. I know that they're not always all working, but... It's just really cool to think about this is what's making this ride is mm-hmm. all of these animatronics working at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was on my list as well. That, and that's pretty much it that 
I have that others haven't um, already covered. Okay. Then let me prepare you for my list. And here's what I want you to do. All right. Let me get comfortable. Get comfortable. (laughs) Sit back because I got three. Um, Give me a number. (laughs) I'm going to mention a character. I'm going to mention an animatronic. Give me a number from zero to ten of importance to the ride or just in general like, ooh, that's a really cool one. Okay. So you ready to go? All right. So, so here's the here's the thing, everybody. I think you've gotten to know me a little bit. I'm a pretty positive person ten, in most ten. ways. Exactly. So <laughs> when I have to rate books on Audible or on Goodreads or something, I'm almost always a four or five star giver because that's just the way my brain works. Even though I didn't really like the book, I'll still give it four stars. So... Just let's just take this with a grain of salt here. All right, go ahead. Okay, before you, <laughs> before you do that, feel free to go to your podcast uh, server of choice, podcast host of choice, and and uh, review the WW review five stars, right? <laughs> yes, Very exactly. Good. Take good. my advice, five stars. All right, here we go. So let's, for example, the Yeti. Okay, what do you give the Yeti? So e- even in, right in now, relation like is it important to the attraction? That's it, what you're asking. No, just give me just 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 gut gut instinct zero to ten. If I said Yeti. All right. In the attraction, the Yeti, I would say it's a seven. That wasn't confident. (laughs) Well, because I'm thinking it's, I think that what it is, it's obviously not working, but I think that they still do a good job with, if you're talking about the actual animatronic, probably like a two or a three, but the character in general and what they've done with it, I would say a seven. It's still it still frightens people when oh. they are going through that area. Oh, frightening, you say, huh? How about the Carnotaurus on Dinosaur? What do you? Oh give gosh, that? that thing's really scary. Um, that I'm gonna say an eight. Okay. How about the iguana? He almost ate me. I'm the- <laughs> that, that's a not a dad joke. It's a mom joke. Give the iguanodon a rating. Um. I would say also an eight. Do you see the iguanodon? <laughs> really bad at this. <laughs> oh no, I guess you don't see the iguanodon, do you? No, you see a bunch more. You see that wasn't even a trick question. You see like the uh, you know, you, well, you see a bunch of them. You see massive ones. You see flying ones, pterodactyls. So do you know what? Like I'm think I literally am thinking of it on my, the vehicle. Like that's I'm I'm putting myself into the story, and I'm like, that's I'm just. See, I get wrapped up in the story of things. It, so I like the iguanodon. It's good to the story. I'm giving him an eight. Good. Okay. How about <laughs> Flick? For it, it's tough to be a bug when he appears out of the the, the ceiling, both before and after. Um, we don't go on that one too often. I've been on it maybe once or twice. Once with Sophie and once with Britta, who both got so scared that they were very traumatized by it. I should have learned after Sophie. Um. I don't remember a whole lot because I probably had a child buried (laughs) in my head, but I do remember um, the animatronics being really impressive and realistic in that attraction. Well, it's cool because Flick appears and then the movie, but then Flick also appears in real life and Hopper appears. Um, uh So it's kind of a cool combination of all the things. So yeah, that's what I'm remembering. Yeah. So I'd give it a seven. Okay. I'm going to give this one a 10 even before you have a chance. I'm going to say... I I don't like rating things. Elsa. Elsa, specifically, when you go backwards over the falls. And she's she's creating... Okay, so here's something that's going to be... It's going to blow your mind. She's the first all-electric animatronic. 
that she yeah, I read that today. No hydraulics, no pneumatics. She's all electric, so her movements are the smoothest of all of them. Um, what about Ben Franklin and Mark Twain from the American Adventure when they're talking during the entire? You know, obviously they lived hundreds, you know, hundred years apart, but when they're talking, the conversation back and forth and the movements. Do they? I mean, what do you give them? I'm a terrible American, and I've only been in that attraction once, and that's because Scott made me go. I have no recollection of what you're talking about in that thread on Epcot. Ed, on Edcott. So why don't you explain what's going on with that? Well, you know, they're just the storytellers. So they try uh-huh. to pick two of the most prominent storytellers in American history and most influential figures. So they kind of combined them in this mashup. They, they, they just took two people from, you know, 100 years apart and they're having a conversation. There's, they appear on several different scenes, but the last scene is the one I'm specifically referring. They're standing on Lady Liberty's torch and they're kind mm-hmm. of looking out and they're talking about America as it's changed and evolved. But I just think that, that the voices are good and, and just the characters elicit like an American spirit. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's super important. So I give it, a, I mean, it's definitely not technologically advanced, but there are eight characters in my mind. They're not mm-hmm. tens, but they're eights. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Buffalo and the Prairie dog in living with the land. Yes. You know, those guys, you know they weren't made for that attraction? No, what were they made for? All right, so here you go. A little bit, little bit of edumacation for me. They were built for the Western River Expedition, but that eventually was canceled, and the Pirates of the Caribbean came in their place. So they went into storage, yep, and they were repurposed for living with the land. So for those guys, for those animatronics to get a new home with this attraction... Though they really do nothing other than wag a tail. Uh, good, like seven and a half, right? Yeah, they're like, well, they didn't want to store them anymore. They're kind of big, except for, well, the storage prairie dogs fees. are not that big. But, you know, the buffalo fees. are pretty big. And Disney was like, we had enough. <laughs> this thing's just causing Okay, very good. How about the, how about the seagulls? Mine, mine, mine. How about the seagulls? Oh, those are cute. What do you Yeah, I do like the seagulls. Um. They add value to the to that area. I would give them maybe a six or a seven. They're cute. They, they make noise. They make they me move laugh a little every bit. time when I walk uh-huh. past. They make me laugh every time. I'm and of gonna... course, whenever you see a seagull in real life, you have to, you know, of course, say mine, mine, mine. One hundred percent. I'm going to buy a T-shirt practically because of those things. I'm going to go and, and and argue with Jen Bachman. So on Spaceship Earth, it's really hard to go and pick which ones. Is it is it is it the traitors? Is it the Romans? Is it is it Gutenberg? I actually think the most impressive character you see is the caveman. Because he's the first one you see, and he's the one pointing at the cave like drawings and whatnot. Because you really, if you've never been on the Spaceship Earth, well, of course, who's never been on Spaceship Earth? But if you've never been on, the first one you see around the corner is the caveman. And then all of a sudden you're like Oh, ooh, interesting. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're going to see. So it's always the first one you see that might be the most interesting or the most important in that. But, of course, I'm sure I'm going to be shot down by people. But I think the caveman from Spaceship Earth. I really like, I mean, I know, I like all of the animatronics in Spaceship Earth. And I think I like them so much because you get so close to them that you can look at the details of their faces. You can look at the details of their clothing, of their hands, and and things like that. And so you you can't see that close with other things, or you're going so fast past something that it's hard to see details. But with Spaceship Earth, you can really 
see details and I find myself getting lost in that as we're as we're on that attraction you're a genius you know I, I remember that looking at the Egyptian like pharaoh and thinking mm-hmm. I could touch that dude right now as you come right. so close on like the left side you're you're exactly right you do get so close to the characters um, sunny eclipse what do you give sunny eclipse I have only very briefly walked in just just to see sunny eclipse um is he still there do, do we still have sunny eclipse at, I, at walt disney world i i, I can't very someone give me some verification here michael chad someone give me some verification though i believe so yeah so um it was he was fun he i give him a six if you're finding leaving someplace to eat and you have some entertainment there it's probably good for the little ones and and stuff like that so i just never really went out of my way to to really go and see it don't worry no one does um <laughs> buzz from buzz lightyear space ranger spin what do you give buzz when he's trying to give you directions of what to do i like buzz i give him a seven i cannot stand that attraction though so um we i don't we, we go on i guess we go on it a lot but what? why is that are you not good at it do you sp- hate the spinning frustrating to me and i'm always with britta who is spinning us in every direction and i'm just like trying to aim at something and it's like zoop the other way zoop the other way whereas scott's like getting you know 999,000 because he's he studied the maps and he he knows what to do and he's got double guns out he did rode by a single rider right and then he's like gloating at the end about his score and i'm like have you know a milkshake spilled in my lap because i'm sitting with a (laughs) five-year-old and all right. No, but it's it's a it's a good anim- it's a good animatronic though. You can only give me a number for the rest of these, okay? So okay. here we go. Carousel of Progress, John. Mm, eight. Rover. Eight. <laughs> what you gonna say eight the entire time? Uh, Sarah. Um Sarah's a seven. Okay, how about the kids, James, Patricia? What about that other kid, too? Um, Scratchy? Whoa, I would what say, other kid? remember there's a, did you ever see that, that there's like a random little girl in Carousel of Progress? She's in the first scene, but then she's never seen again. Like, she's like with the mom ironing off to the corner, and then you think, oh, wait, is that Patricia? And then, um, but no, Patricia's in her room on the other side of the stage, so, like, what is this, like, a neighbor kid who came over for the day to help Sarah with the laundry or something? I don't know, but she's just, like, this random little kid, and it's Carousel Progress. Well, then, her name's probably not Scratchy at that point, but okay, very it's good. It's probably not. It's probably, like, Sadie or something like that. Um, I'd give the kids, like, a six or a seven, maybe. They don't really do a whole lot. How about Uncle Orville? Oh, I love Uncle Orville. Unfortunately, he doesn't move a whole lot, but so I'd give him like a six. He did find air conditioning, though. He did create air conditioning. He did. I love it. I love Uncle Orville. He's probably, he's maybe my favorite character. But you gave him a six. Yes, because he doesn't move. I mean, like, so now my brain is like thinking of the quality of the audio animatronic. And then sometimes, <laughs> though, it's thinking of like how I feel about it sometimes. So really, it's just whatever number that comes out. And I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't mean anything at all. And I'm attacking you like we're going to court. But you gave him a six. Why did you give him a six? Because I'm just making things up. Your Honor, I'd like to go and move for. (laughs) All right. Um, We got Ursula Lumiere. So in It's a Small World, you mentioned the composite characters. So the hippo 
that's in It's a Small World has always had a place yes. in my heart. I love the yes. hippo. And he has a first name, but of course, I gave it to him. So if you've listened to this show, you'll know he has a first name. But his name is Bill. And it's Bill the Hippo, which of course is not accurate. But I was going to say, you gave him that name, right? It's I, not, that's really not, okay. Well, I think, Got it. I think his real name should be Bill. It was named after my dog because my youngest right now, who is seven and is smart as a whip for her entire lifetime, she's only known a basset hound named Bill that you've met several times. And, and, and mm-hmm. Billy's gone through a lot in his life, but everything is called Bill. Every neighbor kid is called Bill. Every every female in her class is called Bill. So this hippo, of course, we're going through it. His name is Bill. So yeah, it's Bill the hippo. I always have. Well, that's probably the name of the na- neighbor kid in the Carousel Progress. <laughs> I'm gonna too, guess. Then. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> so when you're when you're, I guess, sailing past Bill, you know what? That always makes me smile, and I always look for him above the uh, zebra playing the drums and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, it's the hippo. Um, yeah, he's about, a cute character. How about Big Al and Teddy Bear and Wendell and Liverlips? Big Al is. The I he- love all those guys. Big Al is the headliner, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. He's he's the best. What about? I got a few more closing. Is there any president or just the presidents in general? Like like like, does the Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton any of those or just? Or maybe you don't even like the Hall of Presidents. I haven't been. I, we went one time, um, long time ago, and it's just not something that we have done with the kids. And then when it was just Scott and I, um, there's just other things to do. So it's just kind of something that we always just pass by. Uh, I think we'll try to go see it this summer, though, when we go down. So, um, so, so JJP made fun me. of me, and she says, "Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like that attraction at all. He makes fun of me for it, but." I like going to the Hall of Presidents. It always makes me smile. Um, what about what about Captain Barbosa or Red or or any of the characters in the Pirates besides Captain Jack? I like the the dirty feet guy that you go underneath on the um, when you're he's going sitting on the bridge. The, yeah, so we call him Pirate Toes. Um, so that's something that we always look for. He's kind of swinging his foot. Uh, I do like Barbosa. I think that he's really cool that that part's um breathtaking so you're kind of and sometimes there actually are like the bombs in the water that get you really really soaked that happened to us last a couple of summers ago i think where we're like oh this these don't get you wet and then sure enough right when we were turning to go away from that scene we just got splashed by this big huge splash of water so that that scene always kind of makes me a little bit uneasy, like not knowing what to expect. And I think that Barbosa shouting things back and forth really is part of that. Well, one more scene to direct you. Uh, well, two more. I always chuckle at the guy who's sleeping and the pigs are laying next to him and he's sleeping in the mud. He always yes, makes me laugh. Yes, I love that guy. And dunking, and the of, so cute. dunking of the mayor. I always like that scene. When you watch the original like Disneyland series, they talk uh-huh. about when the Imagineers are trying to create the Pirates of the Caribbean, the dunking of the mayor that goes down and comes back up and spits water out. They had to try and figure out a way where, obviously, he would look wet and be wet, but he wouldn't deteriorate uh-huh. as quickly. And they developed this this like chemical compound that would go on his clothes, and the water would sheet off every time. So the dunking of the mayor is way more like complex than you actually think it is. So, yeah, I've thought th- I've thought of that as I as I've watched that. Like, how often do they have to clean off mildew and all that stuff <laughs> off of that thing? Um, but then I also then my like brain starts going into 
oh my gosh, like how horrible would that be to actually be the mayor and to be going underneath the water? And how is he going to survive that? And I'm like, okay, it's, it's an attraction. We need to move on. Hashtag otherwise. free the mayor, right? <laughs> I know. All right. Last one. And it's a favorite. It's the baby elephant from the Jungle Cruise spin, yes. spitting water as he's sitting upright, right? That is the cutest, yes. All those attractions are just adorable. I remember talking to Jen Bachman, and her kids for years thought the attraction was real, you know? So all the animatronics in that uh-huh. is, is just amazing. They, they do a good job, yeah. All right. I think we covered just about all of them. Wouldn't you agree? I think so. If we left any out today or if something we said was inaccurate, which we expect, if anything was inaccurate, feel free to let us know. Uh, the Dub Dub Review on Facebook, the Dub Dub Review on Twitter, the Dub Dub Review on Instagram. Um, check us out in our Facebook group, which is Edcott. The next show, Stacy, we have some interesting things going on. Do you want to tell us about them? Very, very interesting. Um, why don't you tell us about it, Chris? Because I'm I don't quite know what you want me to say here. So no problem. So we we are going to do uh, an ask us anything type show. So on the next show, you're going to be allowed to ask anything family friendly, of course. So we have uh, a bunch of questions. Obviously, by the time this airs, we'll have already recorded that show. We've got a bunch of great questions. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is answering the questions. The Dubs hosts are going to answer the questions, right? So we're going to get the Dubs hosts together. It's going to be Stacy. It's going to be Peter. And it's going to be Chris. And it's going to be the new fourth host of the WDW, what? the new fourth host of the WDW review so that's going to be on the next show so we'll just leave it like that okay we're going to say it's bill bill is the fourth host bill mitchell is like yes oh gosh yes <laughs> i forgot we probably do have some bills that are listening bill mitchell yeah. all right so anyway just yeah <laughs> uh, go to your podcast provider. Leave us a review. We'd be very appreciative of that. Thank you. And yes, uh, we do have a Patreon account. If you're interested in helping support the show, it's patreon.com backslash the dubs. And we would thank you there as well, too. Anything else today, kiddo? I don't think so. I think that covers it. My headache's gone. Yay. That's great. A little bit of laughter. Okay. So yeah. for Stacy and for myself, we'd like to thank you. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.